Good morning. I am Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a weekly program where I speak with nonprofit organizations in southern Arizona, getting updates as to their current projects or goals. Today, I am sharing a Zoom chat I had this week with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson, along with some of their local heroes from the community. I am joined by... My name is Yvonne Peischer, and I am the Director of Sponsorship and Community Outreach for Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson. Uh, my name is Oscar Lazardi, um, partner in the law firm of Rusing Lopez and Lazardi, and we have offices in Tucson and Scottsdale. Good morning. My name is Trina Carvello. Um, I work at the Desert Diamond Casino, which is owned and operated by the, the Donaldson Nation. I am the director of government and public relations. I'm Karen Malbro, the Vice President of Program Operations with Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson. Well, the gang is all here. And before we get into what brings us together today, uh, Karen, I would say that, you know, most people are familiar with Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson, but can you just give a brief introduction and background into the organization? Absolutely. Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson is a youth-serving organization locally that has over a 60-year history in the community. We have six clubhouses located around the city and are focused on inviting children into those spaces to participate in learning, enrichment, building friendships, having fun. It runs the gamut. Um, we're super passionate about supporting families and children across the community and again, our focus is youth development. So one of the largest annual fundraisers for Boys and Girls, Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson is the event, which will be happening again next, next spring 2022. Uh, I guess I'll turn to you, Yvonne. Can I hear more about uh, the history of the event and its significance to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson? Sure. So the event started off as a very small event. I want to say it began at the Ventana Canyon. And every year it started to become more popular and it grew and grew to the point where we needed to be able to hold thousands of people at Lawn Cantata. And what it is, is that it's an event where we have uh, 50 local restaurants pass out food and it's um, we take up the first and second floor over at Long Cantata. And it's an amazing fundraiser. We have a band, people are just having so much fun and all of the funds raised um, help support our summer camp programming. And so it's a, a very a vital event to where, where we rely on a lot of our supporters to be able to provide the programming to our kids. Uh, and so there was no event in 2020. Uh, what was done to make up for the inability to host this uh, fundraising event? Are you speaking for last year or this year? Uh, for, I guess, last year and then moving on to what's been done this year because there isn't the event for 2021 either. Correct. So last year, what we ended up doing is we had already... Um, have received all these commitments from our amazing supporters. And so right when the pandemic, went, right when COVID was declared a pandemic, we did not know what to do because the event was supposed to happen, I think within two weeks from that date. And so we were, we were nervous, you know, we had, you know, lots of money up on the line. And so we called all of our supporters and we called, um, we asked Oscar, we asked Trina, do you consider um, us keeping the donation so in order for us to keep serving the community, even though we're not having an event? And they all said yes. And I think that's what makes me um, 
so blessed to have all these amazing supporters because they're, they're with us through thick and thin. And this year we won't be able to have an event. And so we're hoping for spring of 2022. And even with us not having an event and just letting them know, you know, these funds um, go towards our summer camp programming, they continue to support us. And Oscar and Trina, Desert Diamond Casino and Rusing Lopez and um, Lopez Lazardi, they have been with us for years. And it's just amazing how they continue to support the cause and the kids. So I guess I'll go to you first, Trina. Uh, why was it so important for the Desert Diamond Casino and Entertainment to continue this sponsorship of Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson through the pandemic? You know, um, it's so important for the enterprise um, to be able to be a part of the community. To, that means supporting the community. That means going to the events, supporting the events. Um, and with this not happening, we understand that the needs still exist. The needs are still there. And so it was important to, for us to do our part and continue to support these um, organizations that are still provide services. The kids still need um the, the resources that are made available to them through the Boys and Girls Club. So we understand that that was so important. And so we wanted to continue to support that, even though it wasn't going to be through the event itself. So we, under, we understand the importance. We understand the importance of being a part of the community. And that's, um, that, that is why we continue to support even through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And how about uh, for you, Oscar, and uh, your law firm? Well, the, the firm has had a long history of contributing to the community. Um, we've been around close to 30 years. So to echo what Tarina said, you know, I think that a society or a community is measured by its giving and assistance during difficult times. So it was never a question for us um, whether we were going to contribute. Um, you know, we want to give back. Um, we realize that the the future of our community is its youth, whether it's through education, whether it's through youth development, whether it's through sports. So we've been a longtime partner of the Boys and Girls Club. You know, I, I look back to my involvement. Uh, I'm from Nogales, Arizona. So when they established the Boys and Girls Club in Santa Cruz County, and um, as a Tucson conquistador, so we've been big fun uh, contributors and sponsors to the Boys and Girls Club. And I can't think of a program in our community that does more for the youth and boys and girls clubs. So we're just proud to be a sponsor and to be part of their team. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of just building off of that, do you find that it's, it, it's almost like mutually beneficial to do this, you know, partnership sponsoring of boys and girls, girls clubs? Well, you know, I'd be lying if I said, you know, we're, we are, uh, our, we're the wine glass sponsor of the mm -hmm. event. So, you know, obviously we get some, uh, some branding with that, but at the end of the day, that is the very low on our priority list. It's, it's really about giving back to the community. It's about trying to make a positive difference in the lives um, within our community that are less fortunate. And, um, and like I said, we felt that the sponsorship of the event um, did quite a bit for the clubs. And so we just wanted to continue with that. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I am speaking with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson and two of their heroes from the local community, Desert Diamond Casino and the Rusing Lopez and Lazardi Law Firm. The, the Be a Hero campaign. So Yvonne, can you just tell me a bit more about what this is? So the Be a Hero campaign is a way 
for us to recognize our event sponsors as what they are, heroes. Even though um, we weren't able to have the event last year, they stuck by our side. Um, this year, we're not able to have the event and they're still supporting us. And so this Be a Hero campaign, it's just a way for us to recognize our supporters while also um, benefiting the clubs and the kids for our summer programming. Mm -hmm. Well, and I guess now that we are, you know, moving into summer, uh, I guess I can, I can turn to you, Karen. What's on the agenda for this upcoming summer for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson? Well, we kicked off our summer camp session this past Monday, uh, June 7th, and there's so much on the agenda for the six weeks ahead. Uh, the summer session for us runs six weeks. It's offered 8.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Monday through Friday each week. Our club members are coming back full force. Um, we were able to increase our caps this summer, and as some of the COVID um, and safety protocols have been relaxed, through the CDC and health departments across the country. And so we were able to invite more children back into the clubs. Um, each day, our teams have planned uh, a high volume of activities and structured programs that are offered with focuses on um, supporting these members um, with preparing for the start of the upcoming school year. So our signature program this summer is called Summer Brain Gain, and they're just really phenomenal project-based hands-on activities that members are involved in with the aim to ensure that we're supporting them with building, reading, literacy, math literacy, um, having fun with science, um, all while just relaxing a bit. This past 15 months have been intense for everyone in Tucson, uh, including children. And so the complement to every activity and program is really the staff in each of these buildings wants these children to relax, to have fun with each other, to connect with peers they maybe haven't seen for the past 12 to 15 months. Um, and also to support them with gearing up for a school year that's again going to be very different from what they have experienced in the past. This is Lifestyle Tucson and you just heard from Karen Malbro, VP of Programs and Operations for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson. I'd like to turn back to you Trina real quick as a one of the heroes uh, helping to perpetuate these summer camps. Is there are there aspects of the summer camp that really draw your draw the desert diamond casino to being a sponsor well we at desert diamond casinos we and our close to 2500 team members we actually think the heroes are the kids themselves knowing that as karen said this was a difficult year difficult few couple of years that they've been that they've been through but i also want to want to acknowledge the um boys and girls um, club staff as well. They're the heroes too. They're the ones that are in there day in, day out, providing, being there for the kids, providing the resources. So we look at the staff and the kids as being the heroes and that we just want stronger community. And we know that it doesn't take just one person, that it takes everybody to create that strong community. So that's how we look at it. Mm -hmm. uh, and how about for you, Oscar, do you feel like being part of a sponsorship of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson that you are 
you know, improving our Tucson and Southern Arizona community? I think just, again, I think Tarina uh, uh, said it very well. I mean, heroes here are the kids and the, all the, the team at the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, we're just fortunate to be a part, a small part of, of that process. You know, we felt it was important this year. Uh, you know, I don't know that anybody really understands the emotional long-term effects of, of the quarantine and the pandemic, and, and in particular with children. So uh, it was very important for us this year in particular that we supported the programs offered by the Boys and Girls Club, in particular the summer programs as we're opening up and, and people are coming out in full force. Uh, it's important that we have the services needed for these kids, for all kids. Definitely. So Yvonne, I wanna kind of come back to you because the Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson weren't able to do many of their, you know, traditional fundraising methods over this last almost two years, I guess, because 2020 and now 2021 is still fairly different. Has there been changes in how you're approaching summer camps and stuff? So I can't speak on terms of the camps. Um, that would be Karen's input, but there have been changes with a lot of um, the way that we do events. And so we did have to move to all virtual. And of course, the word that we all hear is pivot. Um, you know, it was, it, was, it was a crazy experience for us. You know, this is the first time that we ever had to go virtual or just decide to not have an event and figure out a way to um, continue to engage our supporters. And like Trina and Oscar mentioned, it, it's community, right? And it, it really does take the in, entire Tucson, you know, entire community to help make a difference. And so um, I feel like we're, we're all heroes here. The kids are the heroes and our supporters. And I just can't stop thanking Trina and Oscar enough for their long-term commitment. Uh, if you don't mind a Legally Blonde 2 reference, I think of like snaps, uh, <laughs> snaps to them. <laughs> uh, so, hey, is Legally Blonde the, the law movie? Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Oscar. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll go back to you, Karen. Are there any uh, just notable changes that have had to happen? Um, even though we are, you know, things are opening back up, vaccinations are so much more widespread. Um, are there going to be any like differences in the summer camps this year as opposed to years prior? What's awesome about this moment we're continuing to navigate is that um, the changes we amplified, lifted up last year are going to be with us for a while. Um, at our summer camps, I was visiting our Frank and Edith Morton Clubhouse yesterday afternoon to see if I could snag some chocolate and <laughs> from their snack bar and just witnessing, you know, to Oscar's point, um, children coming back together after having been so isolated for so long um, was awe-inspiring and significant, but they're still masked. And we're still trying to keep some physical distance. The, the amount of you know cleaning and sanitizing and disinfecting that's happening at the clubs, the frequency of hand washing that we're encouraging children to do. You know, I don't want to suggest that you know these were all aspects of operations that were significant for us prior to the pandemic, but the increased volume, uh, the toll of 
uncertainty just wearing at adults and children over the past 12 to 15 months, the loss of instructional time, you know, and uncertainty around what the upcoming school year will be for these children. Um, changes, these changes we've, we've navigated are going to be with us a while. And I, I am choosing to focus on the ways families and children across the community, community leaders, other youth serving organizations, um, countless partners like Trina and Oscar have just rallied repeatedly over the, the, the past 12 to 15 months. I'm choosing to focus on that. That's motivating um, our administrative team on the Boys and Girls Club side to keep putting one foot in front of the other. It's motivating and inspiring our club staff, volunteers who support us with our efforts, as well as partners and donors who help us keep our doors open. Mm -hmm. And uh, the partners and donors have been um, such a big part of keeping things going through this last year and being a Boys and Girls Club's doors open before we you know, start kind of winding down, are there any goals just moving forward with your partnerships and uh, I guess what's kind of the vision moving forward right now? Definitely, Yvonne, I can step up initially if you are willing to compliment me here. Sure. Um, the, the major goal at the moment is um, opening more broadly, returning to the capacity we had as a youth serving organization prior to the pandemic. So as we're looking forward to August, um, we're anticipating, you know, increasing the number of children in our clubhouses. Um, we're looking forward to continuing to invest in professional development for our club staff teams related to social emotional competency development, um, addressing some of the emotional challenges children have navigated uh, this past you know, year plus. Um, and, you know, ensuring that our club staff teams are also well-versed in trauma-informed care, trauma-informed practices. The, you know, the children um, who were a part of clubhouses as of February 2020, who we've not seen quite yet, we're concerned um, about, you know, their well-being, their mental health, um, their, you know, the challenges related to academics they may be navigating. And so there are a variety of goals on the table and there's a lot of strategy development and building happening right now to ensure that we're ready to wrap around them when they return to our clubhouses um, to ensure that we're showing up as dynamically as possible um, for those children and families we're connected with now. And that's, that's the chunk we're focused on at the moment, but hopefully by January, 2022, um, we'll have the breathing room to, to start returning to, you know, some of the visioning and lofty goal setting um, related to being more responsive to child and youth need across Tucson and Pima County. Right now, we're, we're still keeping our focus, you know, on, on the children, on the families who are linking with us, who were linked with us prior to the pandemic, but we are looking forward to being able to step away from this pandemic and start doing some big dreamy and aspiration setting again. Yeah, I think I think almost the, the biggest takeaway right now is that this is a, you're all just a group of people who really care a lot about 
the well-being of the kids in our community. That's kind of what the moral of the story is. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I always hear supporters say, um, you know, I'm, I'm just a small part of it, but I feel like it's so much more than that. You know, um, so much happens behind the scenes and the work that goes into providing these services. And I can't, I don't even know how to explain all of the impact that you make. Um, you know, Rusing Lopez and Lasardi and Desert Diamond have been with us, please correct me if I'm wrong, but at least 15 years. And every year they continue to support us and they're just a, a huge part of the impact that we make on these kids' lives. And so um, I want to say you're not a little part of it. You are a huge part of it because you change the lives. You've seen our Youth of the Year and them speaking about the, the impact that the clubs have made. And so my goal is to not only, you know, support the clubs, but to also make our donors aware of, you know, the true heroes that they really are. Definitely. And is there anything either you, Trina, or you, Oscar, would like to just add on uh, before we wrap things up here? I just wanted to acknowledge the Boys and Girls Club and everything that they've done. There's just, they're a staple within the community for so many years, and it's bigger than um, the, the, the clubhouses themselves, the people that are in the clubhouses, the staff, the board. Um, there's so many people that contribute. Um, and like you said, are really passionate about caring about the kids of the community and want um, them to succeed and want to provide the kids with that developmental process to be able to succeed and become pillars in the community themselves. So just, but thank you for the opportunity to be involved. Rena, well said. Um, you know, again, for, for us, we're just, we're just very blessed and fortunate that we can help further the mission you know, I look at the Boys and Girls Club, the entire team, uh, the parents, the kids. I mean, they're, they're the first responders in this. And, you know, the, the courage and perseverance that they've shown um, and to continue and to move forward is, is remarkable. So, you know, I have a deep faith and, you know, and I, and I think the people that I know, the people that I work with as well. So, you know, what, what is our purpose here? the short time that we have on this earth. And, and, and I think it is to help the less fortunate. It's to help the kids in our community and anything we can do to further that cause, we're all in. Before we wrap up, where can people interested in the summer camp programs that are made possible by the HEROES partnerships, uh, where can families find more information about the summer camp programs? Families can visit our website at bgctucson.org. On the main page of the website, there's a button families can click to register. Um, I want to be really candid with families. There are three clubhouse locations where we definitely still have spots available. Demand is returning to pre-pandemic levels. Um, but if you are not able through the website um, to get information you need, then families are always welcome to contact our administrative office. And Yvonne, I hope I get this correct. The number is five seven three Yvonne all right <laughs> five two zero five seven three three five three three thank you our address also has a bunch of three so it gets really confusing it does it does <laughs> yeah. easy to mix up <laughs> and um I guess one more thing and I figure you're probably always looking for other 
partnerships and sponsorships. Uh, is there a different place where, you know, a, a business owner would look to for that type of information? So if anyone is interested in supporting the clubs, um, I would suggest either emailing myself or Jill Long. She is our vice president of fund development. Right. Well, y'all, this has been wonderful. <laughs> getting a, an update, uh, hearing about what's to come, and also getting to meet some of the heroes who make Boys and Girls Clubs of Tucson possible. So uh, Trina, Oscar, Yvonne, and Karen, I thank you all very much for chatting with me today. Thanks, Riley. This has been Lifestyle Tucson, and I am Riley. If you are part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured on an upcoming episode of Lifestyle Tucson, you can reach out to me by email at publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information about Lifestyle Tucson or to listen back to a past episode, you can find information on the Sunday mornings page at kfma.com, klpx.com, espntucson.com, and mixfm.com.